This is the Dubs Hub Podcast. I'm Thomas here with Chris. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. How about you? How about yourself? After that win, I'm feeling good. I mean, unbelievable uh, game two kind of bounce back win for the Warriors after a game one L at the crib in at Chase Center. Um, so we'll recap both game two and game one on this pod. Um, kind of break down what we're seeing in terms of like adjustments that Kerr has been making, how the Lakers match up to the Warriors, and we'll dig into it for you know twenty minutes or so here. So, um, you know, want to kick it off with you, Chris? How how did you think like kind of game one of this series started, and how did the Warriors respond in game two? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Game one was was very frustrating just because the struggles we were having. I feel like it wasn't new. Like, yeah, I feel like most Warriors fans knew we needed to get the ball in Steph's hands. We needed to change our offense from just what we do every single game in the regular season. We knew we needed to get Draymond on AD. Um, but with that all being said, I thought Kerr made some, some very smart adjustments for this game. And, um, yeah, man, it's starting with game two. That was just an amazing hyped game almost lost my voice. I watched it out at a bar. Um, yeah, I loved it. Let's go. Yeah, this was like a legacy game for Game Kerr. Or, sorry, for Steve Kerr. He came back after a game one that was sort of um, frustrating for fans who have watched the team for a long time because um, the Warriors have just constantly come out in early in these playoff series with the same game plan, the same routine, they call them feel out games or they come in how they play in the regular season or, you know, how, how fans expect them to play essentially. And they don't make adjustments at first, even though they could have picked up game one, if they had tweaked a couple of things, it was, you know, pretty, you know, something that we all expected. And then game two, he Kerr made a lot of fantastic adjustments, I thought, and we can dig into that a bit, but yeah, that was, that was a great game. 100%. Yeah, I mean, and just the energy level was different. It seemed like everyone that was in the game really wanted to win. Everyone was diving for rebounds. Um, oh, yeah. The hustle was there yeah, in game two. Was. The desperation, you could feel it because, I mean, you lose game one at home. Game two is an absolute must win. And the Warriors came out with that energy. The Lakers were pretty flat. I mean, in the first quarter, they were knocking down some tough shots, and the Warriors were miss, missing some easy ones. But quarters quarters two and three, the Warriors completely dominated, and as they should have. Um, they needed this one badly. 100%. I mean, I, you and I were both very confident before the game that yeah. this was going to be a big Warriors win. I put money yeah. on the Warriors to win tonight. In retrospect, I should have put more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I texted I, you. I, anytime I make a good a good prediction, I usually text it to you instead of tweet it out on the Dubs Hub Twitter account. So that's on me. I should have been more confident, <laughs> tweeted that one out. I, I basically texted you and said, I think we got a 20-point win tonight, and I underestimated them. Turns out yeah. they won by 27. So Yeah, for real. I mean, it was 30 most of the time after the third quarter. Yeah. Um, and 
I was going to say that I saw a stat that the home teams in the playoffs this year, if or I think it was this year, had lost the first game um, at home that they were 15-0 and on the second game after. Um, yeah, it makes sense. That, that doesn't sound like a this year no, stat yeah, just because that's I a just, lot of series. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. It, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because there's that that sense of desperation when you lose game one at home. Um, and the away team comes in, gets a win in game one, and they think, okay, we've done our jobs. Because if you're the away team, let's say like you're the Lakers, you come into Chase Center game one, you steal home court. Game two, you don't have that same level of urgency because you've you've done your job. The coach will be happy going back to the crib 1-1. So, yeah, 100%. You know, Which is kind of, I think, the bad man's mindset for it because if – they came in yeah. tonight and won this game. It's they, like, they could have put that series away. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't think it was as much as the Lakers weren't really having the effort or weren't there. I think the Warriors just showed up tonight. I mean, there was nothing the Lakers could do with the Warriors no. how they were playing tonight. No, I mean they they did have a bad game from Anthony Davis and LeBron cooled off after the first half. Um, some of their role players that they relied on in game one, like Reeves and D'Lo were not very good at all. Hachimura showed up, but the Lakers in general had a pretty flat, Hot flat Hachimura game. Hachimura had a, a great game. Unreal. I was like, damn, this fool is not missing. Yeah, he, he had one of those games against the Grizzlies too, right, where he just yeah, comes out and I knocks down like a bunch of threes. or something. Yeah, insane. Yeah, man, um, I mean, let's, let's just stay with game two. What are some things yeah. that... Um, popped out tonight obviously it was a big win kind of a lot of players played yeah. really well what are, what are some of the things that pop out to you so i mean it's interesting you look at the stat sheet right and you see okay clay thompson has 30 points steph only had 20 must have been a big clay game you know he took over and that's partly true right clay knocked down eight out of 11 threes yeah. he came out aggressively he was getting his to his spots and knocking him down and it was great but what I was seeing was Steph Curry's dominance. And it it was special because they were throwing double teams at him as soon as he crossed half court. And like he does, every time they do this, he stepped up, made the right pass, or he dribbled past the double team and found the open man. He was the ultimate point guard, the ultimate unselfish superstar in this game, coming off of, you know, game seven against the Kings where he put up a record 50 points and dominated in a scoring way. He dominated in a different way in this game with his game control. Um, and it's something that is just so, so special because, it, you know, game seven against the Kings was even better because it's not like he isn't able to do that anytime he wants. It just reminds us that Steph chooses to score and chooses to be unselfish and he can do it whenever he wants. Tonight was the unbelievable Steph Curry, like floor control game. Yeah. I think it's going to be underrated um, just tomorrow and the next day when they're covering how this game went, but he didn't get panicked at all. I mean, they were throwing everybody at him on defense and they basically, yeah. their game plan was, we're going to double Steph and we're going to fly out to the shooters and we're going to dare them to 
kind of attack the rim and make our big score, which is a good game plan because we, in game one, we did nothing in the paint. And we've seen in previous games, like Draymond smoke layups, Looney just been shut down, um, yeah. everything like that. But tonight, Steph was making the right play, getting the ball out of his hands. I mean, he had 12 assists, but if you include in, like, in three hockey, quarters, yeah, he didn't play if, the entire fourth. A hundred percent. And if you include like hockey assists, like him just getting double throwing it to Draymond, Draymond had nine assists. Probably at least half of that was because of Steph getting doubled. So, yeah, Steph just had an amazing floor game. Like you said, Clay showed up. He was hitting crazy three pointers, crazy big shots. Yeah. Um, and then the other two that stand out to me were, um, well, obviously Draymond. He had a huge game. Oh, damn Dominant. Near tri- damn near triple-double. Uh, Dominant Draymond game. That was special. Yeah, and we'll get to him. So definitely Draymond showed it, but Jermichael Green and Moody, to me, had a huge impact on the game. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, we should mention Jermichael Green started game two uh, over Kavon Looney because Looney was feeling sick apparently um so hope he gets better soon he looney only played 12 minutes i mean if you look at it jermichael green only played 13 minutes but he was pretty impactful in those minutes he knocked down 15 points in 13 minutes 15 yeah 15 points knocked down three threes he he you know he was not playing horrible defense he was only a plus five but again he only played 13 minutes um but then the other guy you mentioned the other the other role player is moses moody who had 26 minutes uh, which you know, when was the last time Moody played twenty six meaningful minutes? Not just not just uh, garbage time, you know. Probably last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hit a couple of threes. He was diving on the floor. He had seven rebounds. Se- yeah, he was rebounding crazily. He had, he was. Man, he I love played... how he crashes the glass, man. Yeah, him and Jermichael played with that dog in them tonight. They were all over the floor. Um... Yeah, and sticking on the role players real quick, Dante DiVincenzo actually had the most minutes off the bench with 28. He, um, you know, for a guard who's like 6'2", he had four rebounds. He's a great rebounder. Uh, he didn't. He he only went two for eight from three. He's he's been pretty cold from three in the entire playoffs. But I thought like, you know, again, he I've mentioned it on a podcast before. He's a winning player whether he's hot or cold. He just he's a veteran. Sometimes he can take a deep three or two that he shouldn't, but you know he makes the right pass. He crashes the glass and he he gives effort on defense. That's all you can ask of guys off the bench. Yeah, he he was he was solid tonight. I wouldn't say anything too crazy, but no, had a, but had I a mean decent game. Yeah, but it's just like it's important to to call out. I think because Kerr is trusting him with these minutes, and yeah. even though he's not performing to you know what we saw during the regular season where he was a starter when uh wiggins was out and he was playing some pretty great defense knocking down a bunch of shots he's clearly cooled off from that unfortunately but he's still like a meaningful impact bench player yeah definitely and um just staying with the bench we saw pool kind of get his minutes lowered tonight only played 16 which i thought was a good move he's just Oh man, it's just not the series for him. He and we saw this last year too against good yeah. defenses and especially against defenses that have like good rim protection. He's just not really effective. And I I really liked how the refs called the game tonight. They I mean, obviously there was a few plays where 
the flopping and stuff got rewarded but i thought for the most part on both sides yeah, yeah. they were pretty consistent with like i mean obviously schroeder and d'lo are doing so much flopping reeves too um, yeah it's ridiculous but pool does it too like you gotta call it how it is pool just tries he's our to one he's our yeah. best grifter he's our yeah. best foul grifter but he's not even good at it like schroeder is good at it <laughs> yeah fly on the floor pool just yeah i don't know man but yeah definitely staying on this game draymond changed yeah. the whole game just with the way he was aggressive um on both ends we saw you know when he'd get a stop on ad he's yelling and i thought he was also decisive when he got the ball on offense like they played the same type of defense they played in game one where they're sagging off of him and when they did that in game one he's just like oh i gotta sprint to another warriors player to try to get them the ball because i'm just what but here he's like get the ball i'll dive to the rim and he had yep. wide open dunks wide open layups and if someone came he made the right play so i thought that was huge he was aggressive he so so we should say yeah kerp put uh, Draymond on Anthony Davis as the primary defender because of Looney's reduced minutes and Draymond absolutely dominated. I mean, he has always affected Anthony Davis in a way that not a lot of uh, a lot of other defenders can. It's really strange, right? Because Draymond's only 6-6 and Anthony Davis is almost 7 feet tall. Yeah. Anthony Davis is one of the most skilled big men in the entire NBA and yet the 6-6 defender Granted, he has long he has a long wingspan, he has long arms, but it, he throws him off because Draymond like gets underneath him in the post. He he kind of comes up under him and bothers him on jump shots, and it's it's really strange. It's, it, a good example of something similar is how Gary Payton, GP two, defended uh, Jason Tatum last year in the NBA Finals, where he was like clearly smaller. But he's got long arms, and he just gets up in his grill and puts a hand in his face and throws him completely off because he's a pest. That's kind of like what Draymond Green is to Anthony Davis, and it's been that way since the uh, Pelicans played the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs in 2015. Um, I don't think it was—was was it a sweep or was it a five-game series? Uh, uh, that, was sweep. A, that was a sweep. It was about to be— not a yeah. sweep, and then Steph hit that crazy shot in the corner where yeah. AD just destroyed him, and they gave him no foul. But and then we won, <laughs> yeah. over, and then we won in overtime. Exactly. So yeah, in that series, Draymond dominated him. Just I mean, ripped his heart out. And every every game since then, where Draymond's matched up on him, it's been the same thing. You saw it here tonight. I mean, we'll give AD some credit. Like game one, he was a monster. He had thirty something points and 20 rebounds um but if you if you watch the game you saw that it was mostly Kavon Looney on him and not that Kavon Looney is a bad defender but it, it you know he doesn't affect Anthony Davis in the same way that Draymond does no, at least in I my mean, view what do you think yeah I think Looney is definitely a better defender versus more traditional bigs I mean obviously AD is unique because he's huge but he also has, you know, shooting touch, ball skills, and is quick. So Draymond is kind of meant for that just because he's that type of defender that can guard a big guy and a guard, and that's kind of the combination that AD is. 
as well as he's just been playing him so long, I feel like he knows some of his tendencies, knows how to get under his skin. Um, and, and we knew it. Like, this series, some some series aren't really catered to Draymond. Like, it, for example, the Celtics finals last year, I thought, um, yeah. you know, that wasn't a huge series for him just because the Celtics, like, roster breakdown, it was a lot of guards and wings, no really dynamic big man that, Draymond was needed for but in a series like this you know that's really necessary where AD is obviously the Lakers best player now I mean even though they have LeBron you see it like LeBron had a good game tonight and he was a minus 27 and you know was didn't have much effect on the game he had a good first half but the third quarter, I thought Andrew Wiggins played fantastic defense on him, and and, and Wiggins ended up a plus thirty five because yeah. he he shut him down in that third quarter, in which the Warriors outscored the Lakers forty three to twenty four, and in oh, yeah. in the second quarter, quarter, in the second quarter they outscored the Lakers forty one to twenty three. So I mean, back to back quarters where there was just absolute dominance from the Warriors, and you know, hopefully they can carry that over to Game Three. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Like we said, game one was was pretty disappointing, but just thinking of the circumstances, the Warriors played game seven on Saturday like yeah. afternoon, and then on Monday night they had to play a game one versus a whole new opponent after this huge emotional game. It wasn't super shocking that the Lakers could come in and steal a game one. Um, so not, no, not, I expected it. I ex- yeah. I expected at least a close game. You know, it's always possible the Warriors can pull out a win, and they nearly did. They went on like a fourteen to zero run. Yeah, yeah, to end that to end that first game. And um, what a fun game! What a fun game that one was. But uh, Lakers pulled it out, and you know, I ca- I came away from game one thinking I'm not that concerned. The no. Lakers played really well. Anthony Davis had a huge game. The Warriors Huge. were clearly tired. Steph didn't shoot very well. They didn't make a lot of adjustments. And I just thought the Lakers were more prepared, which they should have been because they had two extra days to prepare for this game. The Warriors yeah. clearly had a little bit of like, not a hangover, but like they were they were tired. They were, they clearly didn't like game plan as well as the Lakers did. But, you know, Steve Kerr kind of rolled with his normal uh, routine and <laughs> during game one Warriors fans on Twitter were obviously not happy with his lack of adjustments but that you know he he did that on purpose because he wanted to see what the Lakers would do when he rolls out his regular his regular game plan and he learned from it he made some fantastic changes in game two one of them I wanted to bring up real quick and get your take on it as well is just uh, splitting Draymond Green and Kevon Looney's minutes. So they rolled with Jermichael Green to start this game. Um, Draymond started at power forward, and but he was defending Anthony Davis. I would so say that was, Draymond kind of started at center and Jermichael yeah. was before. Um, yeah, that's fair. But the point is, right, like Kevon Looney and Draymond Green do similar things in terms of rebounding, passing out of uh, the dribble handoff and in the pick and roll in the Warriors offense, as well as defending big men. And they all, and they can't shoot. 
so when you play Draymond and Kevon together, you have two non-shooters on the court. It was always a potential adjustment to split their minutes. Uh, it came faster than I expected in game two, but it was potentially forced. So what do you, what do you think about that moving forward and that adjustment in general? Yeah, it's really interesting just because <clears throat> that lineup with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney is the best lineup st- statistically in the NBA. In terms um, of plus minus, yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of stats like defensive rating, yeah. offensive rating. Um, it's just a very good lineup. Those are our five best players. But when it comes down to the playoffs, teams can really set a game plan for or, or against teams. In the NBA, during the regular season, teams aren't really doing that. I mean, there's so many games, back-to-backs, all that. They're just kind of going out there and playing. Um, but I feel yeah. like in the playoffs, and especially this series, where the Lakers are a very smart defensive team, they're really good on defense. Darvin Ham is like a defensive coach. They did the right things in Game 1 to expose kind of the two big non-shooting lineup. I mean, they just clogged the paint, kind of made both of them ineffective on offense. So that was the obvious adjustment was to split their minutes. We thought they were going to start a little smaller, maybe starting Moody or Poole or, you know, DiVincenzo, maybe even Lamb just to get some shooting. So that Jermichael Or GP2. I mean, GP2 played 12 minutes in game one, but surprisingly, I just want to point out real quick, I'll get back to your point, but surprisingly, GP2 played zero legitimate minutes in this game until garbage time where he played in the fourth quarter. But GP2 was completely out of the rotation in game two. Yeah, and I I think that's fair just because, I mean, obviously he's a good player, um, but he's kind of a situational player where he's best utilized when a team has a really good wing or guard. You yeah. saw it in the Celtics series, you know, he was pretty crucial as well in as in the Memphis series before he got hurt. Um, but in a series like this where their two best players are basically a five and a four, you kind of got to go with, like, shooting, especially with how they're defending us. So um, Totally. It's a great adjustment, I thought. Yeah, but, and Kerr had a yeah. basically master class game, too. I thought he made just... all great adjustments and and the players i mean he could have made this jermichael green adjustment and he could have gone zero for six from three and just got cooked but credits (laughs) credit to him he showed up he trusted his guy yeah 100 percent. yeah he and then jermichael green showed up yeah anyway you you were saying like we were expecting them to go small yeah for sure so that's what i'm saying like that was the obvious adjustment um i thought it was going to be more likely like Moody or Peyton or something, but I, I like this. I like that. I'm not sure. I guess we can kind of transition over to adjustments for game three or predictions. Um, I kind of would be a little shocked if they start the same starting lineup. I feel like that was kind of just a one-off adjustment. Um, but what do you think on that? Before the game started, when the news dropped that Jamichael Green was starting and that Kavon Looney was sick, I was like, okay, he's only starting because he's because Kavon's sick. Um, but it worked so well that maybe it's not Jamichael Green that starts game three, but it's someone else, in, like you met, mentioned earlier, who starts uh, for the Warriors 
to go small and split those Draymond and Kavon minutes as, again. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's going to be interesting. Who knows? Kerr might go back to it and maybe just game plan for splitting Green and Looney's minutes throughout the throughout the entirety of the game, which is something I tweeted about on on the Dubstep account. It who starts the game matters less than matchups throughout the regular minutes like how many minutes certain players get and and then eventually who closes the game if it's a close game all of all the three of those things are more important than who actually is on the floor to start the game in the first quarter you know starting the game is important to get out on the right foot right and maybe build a little bit of a 10 point lead and try to ride it out in the first quarter but Basketball is a game of runs, and it's all about matchups too, especially in the playoffs. It's about matchups and schemes and making minor little adjustments in response to what the other team is doing. So it's not a big deal if Jermichael Green starts the game. Get him some run, get him out there. That lineup kind of worked. Um, but if it's Looney, it's just going to be a different approach to what we saw in game one, which was more of the traditional Draymond and Kavan on the floor at the same time. Regardless, Kerr is le- going to lean into pace and space, splitting their minutes. Uh, I, I I have faith in that. He he's seen how it worked in Game Two. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. And I gr- I agree with your point that um, regardless who that fifth spot is, I think that it's going to be more of a spacer. I don't think it'll be Looney, um, which I think is the right call, but. Yeah, you know the series is switching to Los Angeles. Um, every, ironically, every... just real oh. quick. Ironically, it's not a great Looney series in some ways yeah. because I I think going small and playing fast works for the Warriors against this Lakers team. This team Again, is old, man, and slow. They're old and they want to play slowly. They want so to. Slow. Even they want to play in half guards, court. like D'Lo and yeah. Schroeder. It's like, oh my god, especially that's D'Lo. Part, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, it's part of why D'Lo didn't really work on the Warriors because the Warriors' style just didn't fit his game. Right, like it, like they shoot threes and D'Lo's good at shooting threes, but um, other than that, it doesn't work. It, what works for the Warriors, for the Warriors is tough wing defense good rebounding, and then pushing the pace in transition, kicking it out to shooters who are running the floor and spacing the floor and knocking them down and and really just kind of out-hustling the other team. So, um, yeah, it's a real clash of styles. We certainly saw it in game one when the Warriors shot 53 threes to the Lakers 26 or 25, uh, and the Lakers shot 29 free throws to the Warriors six free throws it's a complete contrast of teams and it's really interesting game two was a little bit different but I think that was because the Warriors were able to dominate the flow of the game and and really put the game into their favor yeah and I think we just had a different plan of attack I mean we shot yeah 100% 11 less threes and we definitely um we got to the line 11 more times as well as we were attacking the paint so much more um just something i want to point out our defensive game plan worked really well like 
the Lakers' second and third highest shot attempts tonight were D'Lo and Rory Hachimura, and they shot I love that. more times than AD, and Reeves shot more times than AD. So uh, if we can keep doing that, that's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, just just wrapping up here. Um, any last second thoughts on the the game two or kind of what's your prediction for for game three a pretty big uh game i mean the warriors big go game. up two yeah. one i think that's i'm not gonna say it's a must win just because you know if they lose they can even it up but i think yeah. it's a pretty pretty massive game and it would be a good opportunity to you know frankly i think it's a must win for the lakers I think Game 3 is yeah. a must-win for the Lakers. If the Warriors win Game 3, the Lakers can still tie it up in Game 4, but then they're going back to Chase Center. Yeah, um, probably lose I, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Lake, the pressure is on the Lakers right now to win Game 3, not on the Warriors. Although, if the Warriors come out with the same kind of energy, they can really flip this series. Um, just one thing I wanted to call out is... Kevon Looney played 12 minutes tonight. He pulled eight rebounds in 12 minutes. And that is more rebounds than any player on the entire Lakers for the entire game. Dog. <laughs> and that right Way there. More. That right there, folks. Yeah. Yeah, AD had seven and everyone else, I guess LeBron had seven too. Everyone else had six or fewer. And yeah. um, wow, wow. What an absolute animal. That right there is why we love Kevon Looney. Yeah, no, it was it was a great. There was a lot of contributions all across the board, and and that's what's expected when you're at home. And it basically, I mean, this was a must-win game for the Warriors, and we've seen oh, yeah. when their their backs have been against the wall this season, as well as the playoffs. You know, they've shown up. So, yeah, man, just just for me, I think obviously game three, I think will be closer than this game. Um, I think it'll be kind of a down-to-the-wire, slowed-up game. But I think the Warriors have found some stuff out in these first two games. So uh, we'll see how the Lakers adjust, but definitely leaning towards a a Warriors win. I agree. I agree. Hard not to after seeing what they did in Game 2. All right, so we'll we'll end it here, and we'll be back, what, after Game 4, after the two games in L.A. for a quick Game 3 and 4 recap? Yeah, definitely. We'll, We'll be back to recap those two games hopefully up 3-1 but we'll see and yes, then sir. uh yeah make sure to to stay locked into our, our twitter uh at official dubs hub and then if you're not already you know join our Substack at uh the dubshub.substack.com uh, i just put out an article recapping the the king series and five lessons learned from that so we'll be active on that as well as the twitter page and uh yeah stay locked in we'll be we'll be back on here after game four all right talk to you then